Welcome to The Real Deal, where God, His purposes, and His people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real life, people, and their stories. It's The Real Deal. Hey, let's get started. Here we go. All right, welcome everybody to The Real Deal. This has been a little bit of a snag, but we are all on here, and I'm calling this the fabulous five that were part of Hearts Set Free. It was a conference in the Minneapolis area at Woodville Church in Eden Prairie. So I have Stacia Christensen with me and Laura Sandretti. I have my daughter Grace and Molly Sanborn. And I'm so excited to have all of you. So welcome. We're finally here. We did our best. We had all sorts of technical difficulties. What I do want you guys to do is think of a person who is your real deal. They were authentically who they were. And you may have more than one. And that's okay. But just tell me who it is and how has that affected you? Uh, let's start in the same order. If you're ready, Laura, you ready? Uh, I am ready. Um, I don't think, I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but the, the person who came to mind when you said that it's you, I mean, you and I have known each other for a really long time. Um, we walked through, uh, everything with grace and, you know, there were just times where we would be talking and I just thought, oh man, I, I love how steadfast her faith is. I don't want her to get hurt. And you just never wavered from that. And you, I just, when we were at Heart Set Free, I thought, I wish everybody could have walked with Rachel for the eight years when Grace wasn't part of her life so that they can see that how she is today is exactly how she was then. And anyway, you, you've spoken into my life in many different ways. So it has impacted me in that when you, when you tell me, like if you, again, if you have coffee with Rachel, it's just like when she's on stage where she's like, you're God's favorite. And you're in, you know, you're, when someone is telling you that and they're the real deal, like you start to believe them. And so I am just grateful for you. I love you. No, I'm going to cry. So move to someone else. Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, I'm not saying here and I didn't ask her to say that, but thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. I mean, I really do. All right, Molly, who's a real deal to you and how has it affected you? Um, I would say Cammy who is a dear friend, uh, started out as really a mentor in my life, uh, but now she's become a good friend. She and her husband are camp directors at Village Creek Bible Camp in Lansing, Iowa, my home camp where I grew up and was really impacted uh, by the Lord in many ways, but really, really impacted by her. She's incredibly authentic. What you see is what you get. She is not afraid to tell you the hard stuff in love. And that is just such a blessing to know that she's someone who cares more about who I am and where I'm going and my character and who God has called me to be, uh, than make saying, saying the nice things and, um, just, yeah, just keeping me accountable, speaking truth into my life. And she's willing to share her full self, the good times, the bad times, all of it. And so I think she's the real deal. Oh, it's so good. A great example. Yay. I hope she listens to the real deal to hear you talk about that. Okay, yeah, I'll tell her. What would you say, Tasha? Who's the real deal to you and how has that affected you? Oh, well, I'm grateful. I have a, a lot of really great friends, but what I think what pro, the prevailing person for me would be my mom, because um, I can call her anytime um, to share anything and she's never too busy. And I think because, well, she's a real deal also because she lets me be me and mm. I can bring the real deal to her anytime, all the time. 
I love it. I love it. We need them. Mm -hmm. People that we don't have to hide with or feel like we got to make something up. Okay, Grace Elizabeth, I am going to ask you next. Who's the real deal and how has it affected you? And I know you have more than one. Yeah, I do have more than one. And first of all, I'd just like to say that I've listened to so many of your podcasts. And every time I picture, I wonder what I would say, like, or how I would get through my answer and answering this question, because I know you ask everybody this, but now it's actually happening and I don't know how I'm going to get through it. But um, <clears throat> definitely have a couple. Uh, first to mind is my grandpa, who this podcast is named after. Um, he taught everybody, every single person that he touched to be the real deal, to be who they were to be proud of who they were. Um, didn't matter if it was a grocery store person or the person that waited on us, it didn't matter who it was, but they, he always encouraged people to be who they were. And that uh, resonated for sure with me as a grandkid, um, just watching how he lived and then also watching how he parented my four, three aunts and my mom um, and made them all who they are. If you meet any of my aunts, they are so individual and so real in their own unique self. And then the second person, is as a couple would be my mom and my dad. Um, especially after having a eight year hiatus where I wasn't around them, coming back and seeing how they are as an adult and seeing how they view the world and how they parent and how they teach um, both as a kid. But now, like I said, um, coming back, it's been such a cool experience and such a cool thing to witness how genuine both of them are. Um, like Laura said, my mom on stage is the exact same person off stage. You think that she just like had 15 five hour energies and she's just super energetic and super encouraging on stage, but she's the exact same way off stage. And, you know, anything that she says um, to people in front of people is what she would say behind closed doors. She is the real deal. She never talks bad about anybody, only encourages people. And that is a huge, huge thing to experience as a kid. Um, and then obviously uh, aspire to be as an adult. So. Hmm. Awesome. All right. We're all here. Thank you so very much. We never had time because I took a little too much time with my time with Grace, but we never had time to do that time at the end where we were going to do our takeaways. And so I want to ask you, what is a takeaway? What is something that is still in your brain? It can be from another speaker. It can be from the women or the day, but what would you say is something you're still thinking about from the event parts and it, it can be as uh, insignificant or as huge, just whatever. Uh, Stacia, you were such an excellent planner and you did so much with the logistics and even just trying to figure out how all the elements are going to fit in the day. But what is the takeaway from Heart Set Free for you? I, I, so many people just loved everything about it. It was fun getting, like, literally everyone got great feedback. So a third of the people said, oh my goodness, what I learned from Laura. A third of the people like, oh, I was really transformed by what I heard from um, from Molly. And the and then my, oh my goodness, Grace and, and Rachel were just precious. So it was such a perfect mm. blending of everyone's stories. And it was such a gift. And I just think that whole morning was precious. And even though everyone, everyone said, oh, thank you, Station Pat, for what you did. I'm like, no, like we, we loved hosting. Like we just couldn't even wait to experience the morning as they did as guests. We just loved hosting and it was precious. Yeah, it really was. Don't you guys feel like it had such a welcome about it? It had oh. such a welcome about it. We all just felt like from the beginning. Uh, Laura, what would be a takeaway that you remember or how are you feeling with all of it? Uh, 
it's kind of like the lepers who ask to be healed and they don't go back and thank God. This is just a chance for us to go like, I thank God for this, you know? So I think it's quite important. Yeah, no, that's a great, that's a great uh, reminder. Um, I, I think for me, it's exactly what Stacia said. I think it was just really neat how to just like watch each of our individual gifts, our individual personalities, our, you know, like in my case, quirkiness, just each of us come out and know, like I had this um, spirit inspired confidence that like the Lord just used it because just like we're all different, every woman in that and the audience was different. And so I love that, you know, Stacia was like, yeah, but you know, people, there are the people who were like, yeah, Molly really resonated. There are the people. Molly was one of my huge takeaways was, um, I think for me because I, I, as I shared my um, struggles with judgment, um, which stemmed from us, my struggle with insecurity and not, you know, believing the the truth of who God says I am. Um, it's so cool that I know that what I taught about identity on the platform is manifesting itself in my own life. Like it was just such a joy to be, um, to share that platform with you guys and to get to know you a little bit before, a little bit after, um, and just feel like we complimented each other so well. Like it was just, it was a gift. It was no um, compare, no compete. It was celebrate. Yay, God. Yay, God. Exactly. Awesome. Okay, so Molly, what would be your either takeaway, something you remember, how you were feeling that day, whatever you really want to share? I just want you to know I have not, I was with Stacia the year before. Obviously, I know my daughter for the years of her life, minus those close to a decade. <laughs> and then um, Laura and I are both with Wisconsin and we're pals, but I think uh, I just love her to death. Molly, I just want you to know it was really fun to be around you. I, ha I love your energy and I love that you. Um, really just pour into your audience. And I feel like, I just want to tell you this, it seemed to me like you kind of became more into the truth of who you are, a little bit into your talk. And I can't explain that other than there's like an energy, but then I felt like you were just fully Molly. I just want you to know I love that about you. And you just be you, because it's sort of like it had a little... Okay, so Molly, I just want you to know I loved watching you be you. So tell me about the day and how it worked for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I received that. I loved speaking with you ladies as well, tag teaming. And uh, I, I, I have notes actually. I'm like glancing over. I took so many notes during the other during your messages, ladies. And I'd say one thing that really stuck out to me was just um, Laura. You talked about God's word. Uh, you said, "Oh, it was so good." I have it written down. Your something, something, find your pertinent passage, right? I think. And then also, so what came to my mind was Hebrews 4.12, that God's word is alive and active, right? And it's always changing. And so when we open up God's word, it's going to be fresh every single time and, and God's going to speak to us in different ways. So I love that. And then also, um, of course, Rachel and Grace, just seeing you two come together on stage and uh, just that beautiful picture of God's redemption and healing. And also when you asked people to stand who are in estranged relationships, and I never in my wildest dreams thought that I would be one to stand, but there is some tough stuff going on in my 
family of origin, and I really appreciate the opportunity to have been prayed for and to look around and know that I'm not alone and to receive that and then to have a beautiful picture that what we're in right now is not the end and that I truly believe that there's a beautiful story in the making. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Mm, Thank you for your honesty with that. It's awesome. I, I know that one of the things that stuck out to me in that moment was I think we got away from the only person that's ministering is the one on the platform. And so we're the royal priesthood, the holy nation, people belonging to God. And I love when I just said to everybody, you know, go around those who are near you, pray for those people by you and seeing the body pray for one another was really Mm -hmm. special to me. So thank you for mentioning that moment. Okay. So Grace, what are your takeaways? I have so many things. We had fun talking about the conference before it happened. Like we, we talked about all sorts of things on the phone that we never talked about that day, but what was something that resonates with you or sticks with you? Oh man. Um, first, I think the thought that pops into my head is how all of us had a different message to have come across. And it was so cool to see how God literally knit them together perfectly as one unit. And I mean, obviously we kind of wanted it to be a cohesive message where heart set free, let's talk about identity, let's talk about comparison. So a lot of them blended together in a good way, meaning that they were topics that kind of went together, but in a very individual way. And it was just cool to see that on the day of things that I wanted to say in our talk were already said, and I could pull from, you know, Laura's, Laura's message or Molly's message or just different things that even Stacia had said before we even had the morning. Um, just it's cool how I think God was kind of giving his little winks throughout the whole weekend um, in preparation and in the conference of, of ways that he was working um, in all of us and in our messages, but then also having it resonate with certain people and the cer- certain things that they were pulling out from each of our talks um, was almost one of those things where we didn't plan for that to have um plan for that to come out, but it was, those were the things that really impacted the people the most, which I think is just really cool. Good. Yeah. So, you know, I want to make sure that we think about the person who's on the other end of this podcast. Is there something from your message for Heart Set Free or something from that morning that you would want to say to somebody who wasn't at Heart Set Free, but they're listening to the real deal. And right now, literally, is there some woman, just picture a woman and What's fresh for you today that you would want to say to someone? Uh, anybody have something? If this fits, um, it, I just thought was, that was such a God moment, too, when Laura prayed scripture and was teaching us to dig into scripture and find that passage. Mm-hmm. And then on the screen, she put May Molly, you know, and yeah, I love Molly's that. Name in there. that. And it's, it's so crazy because we didn't talk about that. I didn't catch that in her manuscript. Yet we wanted women to n- know that and learn that. And lo and behold, mm-hmm. in our little gift that we gave away, the, we had little scripture cards. And one of them specifically had scripture with blanks. We, we've we never done that before. And so literally on the heels of Laura saying how it could be done, I was able to pull out and say, oh, 
Perfect segue, Laura. This is scripture that you can use as intercessory prayer, meaning praying on behalf of someone and give them that example. And that was a special moment for me, too, because I I gave a secret prayer um, to my sister by incorporating my nephew's name. May Sam always go to you, Lord. And Mm -hmm. so that was that was a precious moment for me, too, and just how God orchestrated that teaching. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I'll uh, I'll piggyback on that because, yes, Laura, that was so sweet how you added my I was like, oh, thank you. (laughs) For those of you who weren't there. Yeah. Laura added my name on the screen and I was just as surprised as everyone else. So thank you for that. You know, something that came to my mind after I got done sharing my message and then especially after the end of the conference, hearing Rachel and Grace speak was Romans 12, 18 that says, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Uh, because in my message, I talked about my struggle with comparison and then how I actually mm-hmm. talked to the person I was jealous of. And it just became this beautiful relationship. And then I brought her up on stage. Um, and I also challenged people, like, listen to God if you need to make things right with others. And then, of course, Rachel and Grace had that beautiful picture. But it did strike me that I think sometimes we need to remember that the scripture says, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes we can do all that we can do, leave the rest to God. And things don't always come together like we hope or as quickly as we hope, right? And so that, that scripture just stuck out to me. And I wonder if maybe someone who's listening needs to hear that, that do what you need to do as long as it depends on you and then trust the rest to the Prince of peace, Jesus, who can give you peace, even when the other person or people that you're trying to be at peace with aren't maybe playing their role quite yet, Mm -hmm. but we can still have peace because that is a fruit of the spirit and it's a gift from God. Mm -hmm. I love that because that, leaves control out. Mm-hmm. I just do what I can do, but I don't try to make it be for someone else what they what they need to do as far as mm-hmm. it depends on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, takeaways for you, Grace, or thoughts piggybacking on that. You told me once you're glad for everything I did and everything I didn't do, which is like, okay, but what are some of your thoughts? Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest takeaway for the people that weren't at the conference is I I get texts even today of people saying, when will you have the video? I didn't get to see it. I didn't get to be there. I want to experience, you know, you and your mom, I want to experience the conference. And so I think there's a lot of people and I'm excited to see what God's going to do in our story specifically, but also in everybody else, Molly and Laura and Stacia in the people that they impact because of the conference. You know, if there's something Mm -hmm. that's in each of our minds that's like, you know what, I remember that from Heart Sets Free, and that's a message that I want to give to somebody, whether it's a message of comparison, whether it's a message of redemption or um, things like that. I think there's things that we now carry because of that that will impact people beyond what we can even imagine. And so I think that's going to be beautiful to see. And I think there's a lot of people, like I said, that have reached out to me specifically that need to hear that message. They need to hear the message that God is literally waiting to have people come home and to have people come back to him or come to him for the first time. He is an absolute pursuer, but he's also a gentleman. He's not going to bulldoze anybody. He's not going to like, you know, terrorize them until they accept him. He's just, he's a, he's a beautiful, 
gentlemen. And I think that's a picture that a lot of women need to have. I knew, I know that me specifically a couple years ago, I lost faith in gentlemen. I lost faith in a lot of um, the male perspective of things. I just, I carried a lot of pain and I think God really had to transform my mindset on men and transform my mindset on trust. And um, I think that's something that a lot of women my age or, you know, women in general need to hear and need to experience. And so I hope that our conference, I hope that this podcast, I hope that anything that we do in the future as the five of us um, really goes further than we could ever expect. Yeah. Yeah. There was yeah. A moment, oh, sorry. Oh, just Grace, when you, when you were watching the video, um, it was just such an authentic morning for everyone, but you were even turned around to me. And yet I saw a tear hit the stage yeah. from you. It, it was almost surreal. Like I, I, it was like in slow motion, just literally blink. And I mean, it's a little dramatic, but that's how I felt receiving yeah. it. Yeah. And it was just such a, you guys just did such a beautiful job of being vulnerable and sweet and, um, open and I yeah a lot of people said I can't wait for their book and it meant so much to me also meant so much that it was intergenerational because I do have to share that earlier this week one of our bible studies met on campus and a woman came up and said I have to tell you there's a woman in my discussion group that's in her 80s mm-hmm. and she said that Molly's message of comparison was mm-hmm. I think she implied something that she had been finally was able to break free of carrying mm. things for 60 years. Mm. So that's incredible, Molly. And just an, a testament to how we were able, I mean, all the, all the young women were excited because you were their snow camp speaker the week prior, but yet it was very intergenerational in influencing women. So, mm. so, cool. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to piggyback on that Stacia and actually what <clears throat> Grace said too. Um, you know, I, I in, encourage the younger women to come up to my table and get a little bookmark and on the bookmark is just scripture of who it's our identity in Christ, who Christ says we are, that we're precious, that we're loved, that we're, um, that he rejoices over us. And so I, I really want young people to come up and get that. Um, <clears throat> And as I was out of my table, there were little girls walking by with their little heads down. <laughs> and so I just took my bookmark over and I'm like, hey, did you get a bookmark? And they were like, no. You know, and I, I just thought this scripture um, has been something really meaningful to me. And I guess if there's any, really, it doesn't have to be a young person because I, I feel like I landed on the scripture when I was 47 and it really was something pertinent to me and profound to me, but I always, I also want to encourage any young people listening. Um, this is from Psalm 34, five, um, actually it's four through six. It says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. And I, I just want everyone who is listening to know that he is the lifter of our, of our faces, like lifts it up. Amen. That's all I, cause I'm going to cry again. But. <laughs> you know, when the kids were at home, I had them each memorize a Psalm when they were little. And that was Andrews, Psalm 34. Mm-hmm. And Grace was Psalm 21. And I'm telling you, she lived that out, you know, mm-hmm. and Michael's was Psalm 91. And, it just is interesting that as you read that, Laura, 
it sounds not just familiar, but it's bedrock truth. It's those pertinent passages. You own certain things, you know, you, like I like to peruse through scripture and just go, oh, here I am. Here I am again in Isaiah 55 or 54, where it says no weapon formed against you will prosper. Maybe formed, but it's not going to prosper. You know, you get to where you, you navigate. It's like going to a favorite restaurant. You, you just have these favorite parts of scripture where it's like, I get to eat from this right now. And it's so rich. Because like I say to people, it's not like you just need to cross stitch it on a pillow or buy a sign from Hobby Lobby. You literally own these words. They are truth to you. And it's life giving. Um, I wanted to I don't know if we have enough time. I think I, I wanted to just give this last little um, recording of you now we've had all sorts of times with um, trying to get this techie stuff to work. But I think it will work. I want to rec- listen to this recording. You guys, I was I never record my prayers. Like, why would I record my prayers? But I was at the cabin and it was October 2nd and I was just singing and praying in the spirit and talking to God. And then I thought, oh, something's happening. So I got my little record app out and I was recording and I recorded a prayer at as part of it. And we didn't get a chance to share this on stage, but Grace and I thought about this. And when Stacia says intercessory prayer and when you put somebody in the blank and you praying for them, that's literally what was happening. I was just praying for Grace. And then, Grace, you don't have to go into huge details, but you can just tell what was happening. Yeah, I mentioned mentioned it. I mentioned it briefly at the conference. So go ahead and we can kind of recap. Yeah. And then we'll close. But you guys, it cuts off a little bit because I was singing and I was a little off key. Lord, you're so good. You're kind. You're so good. And then I pray. So let me just see if I can get this to work. Okay. I'm going to try in. Two photos of grace. Okay. Here we go. I'm so thankful for those two photos of grace. You hear? I'm just so thankful. And wow, I just pray. I pray, God. I eagerly await our time together. So thank you, God, that you're good and you're for me. You're not against me and you're working on Grace's behalf. I ask right now, in the name of Jesus, that you would capture her heart that you would go in and do whatever surgery you need to do to reveal any deception, remove any lies in the name of Jesus, pull down any strongholds that have kept her from us and from you and from contact with her friends and family. So I thank you, God. Because And then... The reason it stops is I started singing again, because only you are good, only you are good. So the interesting part that I want to share is I shared that with Grace, and uh, I shared it maybe months ago, and then right before the conference, I shared it with her again, because I was looking for something else on a recording, and I found it instead, so I forwarded it on. But Grace, you can tell them a little bit about, and tell the audience that as I'm praying this, by the way, everybody, every prayer you ever pray is effective. Every prayer you ever pray. There's a part in Daniel where God tells them the minute you prayed, the answer was coming. There was some interference that made the delay, but it, God is always working. And what was interesting, though, is what was happening on your end that day, Grace. And it's just interesting that I recorded it. So can you give that briefly? And then if you just pray over the audience and then we'll just be the close, Grace. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, there's multiple examples. I shared a couple of them at the conference with um, one of our friends having a dream or a vision about somebody kind of coming into my life and being a voice of truth. And that 
that happened. And it's just cool that God was talking to somebody that, you know, I would never have imagined having communication on behalf of my life, which is just really cool. So that was one of those things. But you shared that sound clip with me uh, months ago and I didn't know when it was from. And so I don't know how, but how God timing is this, that she shares it with me again um, the week before the conference. And it says October 2nd, 2020. And that was the day that my best friend here uh, was getting married. And um, there's a lot that goes into the story, but um, due to some just interference and mental manipulation and problems, I was told that I was not going to go. And um, it was a really hard, hard day for me. It was painful. It was the first time, but it was the first time that I recognized and I actually identified the fact that I was not living a life that I was proud of. I was not living a life that God made me to have. I was not obeying. I was not um, being myself. And in fact, I was letting somebody else take my voice. I was letting somebody else control my actions. And that was the first day, literally the first day that I acknowledged it. And I told myself that I had to go home. I had to um, remind myself of who I am. I have to be reintroduced to who I am and what I love and who I want to be. And um, it's just cool that, you know, we talk, mom, mom and I talk about train tracks all the time that God has people on paths. And I think in, in our story, he had mom on one part of the train tracks and me on the other, and we're going two separate tracks um, on, on both sides, but we were going in the same direction without knowing where God was taking us. And me specifically, I, I had no idea, nor did I think in the moments that God was going to use something for a purpose, but he always does. And so um, like mom said a minute ago, any prayer that you ever pray, whether you think it's insignificant or not, or whether you think you're just singing a song off key, like God is hearing it and he is using it on your behalf and just know that your prayers are so impactful and it can be for, uh, for somebody that you don't even know. And that's one thing that's been really impactful for me is um, going different places and people that have heard my mom speak saying, I've been praying for you for years. And um, like Laura mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if any, if everybody could have experienced the journey of eight years with mom when I was gone, you would feel how amazing this redemption and how amazing this relationship is. That's how I feel for, you know, the whole picture. And um just understanding that you cannot even know who somebody is and you cannot even be part of their story, but you can be praying on their behalf and it is absolutely going to be impactful and it's going to be um, something mm-hmm. that God will use. And so just be encouraged in that, in your prayer life. Um, I definitely have had many prayers where I'm like, I don't even know why I'm talking to God. Like there's really nothing that's coming out that's beneficial and you know, he's going to use it somehow. And so um, I would say that for, for new believers, for old believers, for young believers, um, the, the power of prayer is something absolutely impactful. And it can just be, um, that's another thing that one of my girlfriends came up to me. She's like, I just don't really know how to pray. And I'm like, well, you talk on the phone to me. That's all you're doing. You know, just have a conversation with God. He already knows what you're going to say. It's not like he's like, well, I didn't hear you. So could you speak louder? No, God already knows what you're thinking. He already knows the, uh, the, you know, the requests of your heart and he already knows where your mind's at, but just having that open communication and that open dialogue. And honestly, having a prayer that isn't put together, having a prayer where you don't have all the right words and you don't know what interceding means or like a hedge of protection. You don't know what that means. If you don't have to <laughs> those words, you don't have to have the perfect um, dialogue with God. He just wants to hear your voice because you're his kid you're his creation. Mm -hmm. He already created you to be who you are. And so you don't have to be something else for him. Like he already knows where you're at. And so that is something that um, I've taken away from my journey. And I hope that that impacts and encourages other people. So. 
It's great. I'm, I'm going to have you pray. Anybody have anything else burning though? That Because it's hard when there's many voices, but is there something when you thought about today's podcast that you still haven't shared? Anybody? Just thanking God that he orchestrated yeah. this day and that we had this, this the, you know, the privilege of hosting you with Lisa and Serena last year and, and the connection with Laura and Molly had been on my radar for a long time. And then I just remember that moment when you simply, you reached out and said, hey, quick question, how many people were at last year's conference or last um, winter's conference? And it was in the early fall. And I'm like, I answered, which by the way, we had 300 more than last time in this past year. And I'm like, okay, I've been thinking about you, Rachel, and I hope this isn't crass and you can just please like forgive me and forget me if I ask this question and it's out of line. But would you ever, can, do you think they could ever have Grace join you? Like, and it was like, oh, she's going to either go, this girl is so immature. Like, I didn't know where you're at with a story and just so <laughs> grateful because clearly the whole day was orchestrated with all four of you mm-hmm. so perfectly. Um, and just, I'm so grateful to God that he just was so good in orchestrating the morning. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. cool is it that young people came to the conference too, when it's normally yeah. like, I think that's like, that's literally been my thing is let me talk to women that are in the stage of life where they are being transformed without them even knowing it. There's voices that are coming into their head that they're not even understanding how it's going to impact them. Like those are the people that I think that God is telling me to reach out to. And how cool is it that there were so many that, you know, even came up afterwards being like, your story means so much to me. And, you know, it's cool. It's very, very, very cool. Let's pause a second. If you are enjoying The Real Deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, rate, and review it. I appreciate your support. All right, back to The Real Deal. I really, really appreciate all of you and, um, I'm just going to pray real quick. Grace, you pray for the people on the real deal and I'll end with grandpa's prayer that he prayed once on the real deal. Is that okay? You guys, thank you for your time. I just honor each of you. And I want to make sure we get off because we had technical difficulty. So we've gone a little over, but God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the fact that you are in it and every day ordained for us is already written in a book before they come to be. So you knew that we would be on here today. You knew that it would be the five of us. And I thank you for the way that you put this together. You're so good, God, to give us people that sharpen us and that encourage us. I just pray for Stacia, Lord, that you would recoup time for the planning that she did, that she would have a period of rest. And I thank you for her. Lord, bless her today. I thank you for Laura, Lord. I know she's getting ready to minister. I pray that you would just continue to pour into her. Thank you for her humor. Thank you for her skill. Thank you for her love for the word and rightly dividing the word of God. I just pray you continue to bless her in her relationships, her her marriage and her children, Lord. I thank you for Molly, God. I thank you that you have used this live wire in such a beautiful way. I pray that even as she goes and ministers this weekend, that you would be working in marriages in ways that she and her husband know and in ways they never, ever would imagine. And I thank you for the exponential ways you're going to move in her life. Strengthen her today, God. I pray you'd guard her heart and her mind. Thank you for who she is. God, I thank you for grace. I thank you for the ability to be in her life again, Lord. What a privilege it is. I'm just so grateful that you're a a God who does exceedingly and abundantly far beyond all I could ask, which is my prayer life and imagine, which is my dream life. And so I just thank you for years to come and the fun things that we will get to get do together. Praise you for her, Lord. I pray you bless her. And God, as she blesses others, I pray that each person hearing this right now would know that you get to be the real deal. Just be authentically who you are. And we bless you for listening in Jesus name. Pray for him. God, I just, I just pray for the people that are listening, whether it's, Two months from now, when this gets released, if it's two years from now or 20 years from now, God, that you would use what we have said 
because your word remains true no matter when it is. And so I pray that you would do a work in everybody's hearts. I thank you for the people that were at the Heart Set Free Conference, and thank you for all the people that were impacted. I pray a blessing over each and every one of them, that they would take um, the messages that they heard from the morning and use it in their own families, in their own friend group, um, that they would be a light and minister to other people that need to hear your word. And God, I just, um, one of the things that we talked about before the conference and even in that um, little uh, sound clip from mom's October 2nd sound clip, but that God, you would just do a heart surgery and whoever is needing it, that you would open their hearts to you, that you would open their minds to you and the things that you're doing. And I just pray over all the things that we're going to be doing. Um, you already have our, our future set out for us and laid out for us. So I pray that we will be open to what you have and accepting um, the gifts that you're going to give us. And I just graciously receive everything that you have. And um, God, there's a song that I heard this morning that literally was such God timing, and I'm going to cover it on YouTube and try to record mm-hmm. it, but it's the prodigal song, God. And I am a prodigal child, whether that's dramatic or not, um, whether somebody has been gone for eight days, eight weeks or eight years, God, there's something so beautiful mm-hmm. about redemption and somebody turning their heart back to you from a, from a place of being far away or feeling like they're far away. And so God, I thank you that you're not far away. You're right in every single circumstance with us and you are calling us back to you. And so thank you for bringing me home. Thank you for bringing anybody else home. And I just pray that you would use this podcast um, now and in the future for your glory. Amen. Lord, we ask for all the people listening. We ask that you would help us to be the best we can be. And we'll Mm -hmm. thank you in Christ's name. Thanks, you guys, so much for joining me today. I love you all so much. And just to be able to be together. Molly, I know it was harder for you with your schedule. And thank you guys for putting up with some of the technical difficulties. But I love you. I'm grateful for you. And thanks for doing this. Okay? Bye. 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 We got it. It's a wrap. Thank you. (laughs) You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye, helping people celebrate their significance and the genius of God in them. Audio engineering by my husband, Michael Inouye. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.